picked up the banknote, folded it and placed it inside his wallet against his heart. What time did you say for the meeting tonight? Sundown, said Mannering. Only you might want to arrive before or after, so we're not all trooping in at once. You'll find a fair clutch of men have come out of this business feeling like there's someone to blame. Can't say I care for the crown, said Clinch, half to himself. They skimped on glass, I think. The frontage windows ought to be wider, and there ought to be a roof over the porch. Well, it'll be quiet, and that's all that matters. Yes. Mannering put his hat on. If you'd asked me last week who was to blame for all of this madness, I would have guessed the Jew. If you'd asked me yesterday, I would have guessed the widow. This afternoon, I would have told you Chinaman. And now? Well, Edgar, I'm damned if I don't lay my money on that whore. You mark my words. Anna Wetherill knows exactly why that money turned up at Crosby Wells, and she knows exactly what happened to Emery Staines. God rest his soul, though I do speak prematurely. Attempted suicide, my hat. Morning dress, my hat. She's into the teeth with Lydia Wells. And together, they're up to something. Sukyong Sheng and Kui Long stamped down the Kanyeri Road towards Hokitika, identically clad in wide-brimmed felt hats, woolen capes, and canvas overshoes. Dusk was falling, bringing with it a rapid drop in temperature and turning the standing water at the roadside from brown to glossy blue. There was little traffic, save for the infrequent cart or lone rider making for the warmth and light of the town ahead, still some two miles distant, though one could hear the roar of the ocean already, a dull, pitchless sound, and above it the infrequent cry of a seabird, the call floating thin and weightless above the sound of the rain. The two men were conversing in Cantonese. There is no gold in the aurora, Arqui was saying. Can you be certain? The claim is barren. It is as if the earth has been already turned. Turned earth can be surprising, replied Arsuk. I know of many men who make their livings out of tailing piles. You know of many Chinese men who make their livings out of tailing piles, Arqui corrected. And then they are beaten, even killed, by those men whose eyes were not as sharp. Money is a burden, said Arsuk. This was a proverb he quoted often. A burden that is felt most keenly by the poor, said Arqui. He glanced sidelong at the other man. Your trade has also been slow of late. It has, said Arsuk evenly. The whore has lost her taste for the smoke. Yes, I cannot account for it. Perhaps she has found an alternate supplier. Perhaps. You do not believe that. I do not know what to believe. You are suspicious of the chemist. Yes, among other men. Arqui mused a moment and then said, I do not think that the fortune I uncovered ever belonged to Anna herself. No. Asuka agreed. That is likely. After all, she did not remark its theft. Arqui glanced at him. Do you think of my action as a theft? I do not wish to impugn your honor, Asuk began, but then he hesitated. Your implication goes against your wish, Sukyong Cheng. 
Ah Sook ducked his head. Forgive me, I am ignorant, and my ignorance shines brighter than my intent. Even ignorant men have opinions, said Arqui. Tell me, am I a thief to you? It is the wish for secrecy that defines a theft, the hatter said at last, somewhat lamely. In saying so, you impugn the honor of more men than me. If I speak untruly, I will swallow back my words. You speak untruly, Arqui snapped. When a man finds a nugget on the goldfields, he does not proclaim it. He hides it and speaks nothing to his fellows. Here on the goldfields, every man has a wish for secrecy. Only a fool speaks of his discoveries aloud. You would be no different, Sukyong Sheng, if you came upon a pile. But the gold you speak of was not discovered on the field, Asuk said. You found your fortune in a woman's pocket. You took it from her person, not from the ground. The woman had no knowledge of what she carried. She was like a man who camps beside a river rich in gold and sees nothing, suspects nothing. But the gold in a river does not belong to anyone, nor does it belong to the river. You have said yourself that the gold could not have belonged to Anna. Not to Anna. But what of the tailor's claim upon it? What of the tailor's purpose in hiding such a sum in the folds of a woman's gown? I had no knowledge of the tailor, said Arqui hotly. When you come upon a silver penny, do you ask who forged it? No, you ask only who touched that penny last. I am not a thief for taking something that was lost. Lost? Lost, said Arqui. That fortune had been claimed by no one. It had been stolen before me, and it has been stolen since. Forgive me, said Arsuk. I stand corrected. A whore is not a concubine, said Arqui. He was getting worked up. Evidently this was a subject on which he had desired to defend himself for some time. A whore cannot become respectable. A whore cannot become rich. All the prestige and all the profit belong to the whoremonger, never to the whore. Yes, the only one who truly profits from her trade is the man who stands behind her, purse in one hand, pistol in the other. I did not steal from Anna. What could I have stolen? She owns nothing. That gold was never hers. They heard hoofbeats behind them and turned. A pair of riders, both sitting very low in the saddle, were heading for Hokitika at a canter. Both horses were in a lather, and both riders were making very free with their crops to urge them still faster. The Chinese men stood aside to let them pass. Forgive me, said Arsuk again when they were gone. I was mistaken. You are not a thief, Quilong. They resumed walking. Mr. Staines is the true thief, said the goldsmith. He stole with intent and then fled without compunction. I was foolish to place my trust in him. Staines is in league with Francis Carver, said Arsuk. The Aurora's records prove as much. That alliance is reason enough to doubt his worth. Arqui glanced across at his companion. I do not know your Francis Carver, he said. I have never heard his name before today. 
ಈ ಸಮಾಜ 